Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. From USA Today, the outstanding Bob Nightingale. Bob, how have you been? Yeah, doing well. Thanks, Steve. Hey. All right, so uh, here we are in the World Series right now. Do you feel like over the last couple of months with fans back in stands that baseball has achieved a level of momentum here since maybe about the the All-Star game on? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, crowds were down this year. Tennis is down in all but two ballparks, uh, the White Sox and the Padres. Uh, but, you know, even Rob Manford said yesterday, yeah, we, we still didn't make money, but we didn't lose $3 billion like last year. So, yeah, they, they're encouraged for sure. So now that brings us up with all the momentum, with some really good series, and what looks to be a promising World Series. Hang is there, is there still something that hangs over this that December first deadline? Is that hanging over what we're looking at right now? You know, not really. I mean, the players aren't talking. About it. No one's really talking about it. More more the media thing, and you know they always get you know seems like everything always happens at the last hour. And hey, if it doesn't get done December first. You know, why not December 8th or December 15th? Still got a few months, you know, before spring training. I don't think either side can afford any kind of work stoppage. I don't care if you postpone one game of spring training. I think the fans will go nuts, and uh, it'll be a big hit for the sport, you know, and they, uh, you know, people are watching other things now. I mean, football, of course, has been number one for a while. NBA has passed it up. You know, got to be careful if the NHL hasn't passed it up. What does it tell us about the Braves? I mean, this is uh, we've been able to see some showcasing of some young stars in the World Series. You know, Mookie Betts in 18, Juan Soto, you know, obviously in 19. I mean, players like that. But no Ronald Acuna Jr. this time because of what happened to him in July. What does it tell us about the Braves that they're still here despite not having a marvelous talent like that available? Just a resilient team. I mean, they went and got four got outfielders to replace Acuna. You know, and then none of them were, you know, all-stars. Nothing, nobody was that great. But, you know, they went out and got after it. Uh, same, you know, last night, they lose Charlie Morton, their game one starter. But, you know, shake it off and, and win. So it's a, it's a tough bunch for sure. And that infield, that's one of the best infields I've ever seen. I mean, it's almost like Gold Glover's almost at every position. And, you know, all but... Uh, the shortstop, Dancy Swanson, you know, he had 30 home runs last year. Yeah. It's interesting, obviously, in the postseason we've seen, and this has been a, this is not a recent trend, we've seen it a lot, where the tolerance for the pitcher of the moment on the mound is really thin. Yet, you manage one way in the regular season and win 95 games in Houston's case, or 88 games in the Braves' case. How interesting do you find it that the philosophy changes from the six months where you won 95 times to now in the postseason? How interesting have you just found the dynamic? Well, now there's a lot, you know, a lot more sense of urgency. I think Terry Francona kind of started that with Cleveland back in 16. Those, those starters were all beat up, but he was kind of mixing and matching there, using closers early on. And our teams have done it since. In Washington Nationals, pretty much won the World Series in 19 with about three or four pitchers. So I think people are just saying, you know what, let's uh, kind of suck it up here in the last uh, you know, 10 days 
and, and uh, do something. Obviously, you can't do that during the regular season or be a uh, complete nightmare. For the most part, the Astros organization caught a break with the pandemic because with everything happening, they went on the road and played last year, and there was nobody there to give it, quote, give it back to them. Has it now become a forgotten element? Have the Astros proven that you don't need any of the, you know, any of the stuff to be successful the way they have been successful? Yeah, I mean, this, you know, the, the five straight years now, they made it to the uh, semifinals in the ALCS, you know, three times the World Series. You know, they, they didn't have to do that. And they're, they were doing it because a lot of other teams are doing it, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, uh, and it's almost like the Stewart era. You know, when you're talking about Barry Bonds and Clemens, those guys, they didn't have to do anything. But, you know, it's just they did. They got caught up in uh, everything like everybody else did. And so the Astros, you know, only thing was they got caught, even though everybody else was doing the same thing. Well, I can tell you from the Jones point of view, all of us are trying to keep up with the rest of you. <laughs> so I, right. to, I, I cheap joke my part on my family. All right, uh, <laughs> Bob, I got to ask you about Yuri Gurriel. I'm looking at a guy that is a pro's pro as a hitter. What's it like when you see him on an everyday basis as a hitter up there? Yeah, I mean you're right. You say uh, he went from Cuba, a real pro's pro. Uh, you know, I look at a, a Michael Brantley, a pro's pro. Yeah, this uh, World Series is, is filled with them. And uh, guys don't get rattled. Guys know what they're doing. And they're uh, just professional hitters. So, yeah, it's fun watching Gurriel and, uh, and a guy like Brantley. Just, you know, pure, pure hitters. We're obviously we'll look at, at baseball, and there's certain guys you can pick out that are staunch analytics guys, and they, they manage that way. Some have a little more leeway. Alex Cora is a little bit like that. When you look at, at Brian Snicker and you look at Dusty Baker, how do you categorize them as managers and how they integrate analytics and to what extent do they use analytics? Well, they, they use it because it's at their dis, you know, disposal, but they manage with their eyes. You know, They're not going to do what Kevin Cash did last year and pull a guy when he's dominating. They're not, there's no scripts. You know, They have an idea, but they can change that script. Uh, there's a reason they're not successful. You know, both these guys, too, managing the minors and coach and everything else. But Chucky Snicker, and a guy like that just paid his dues. It's interesting. You know, baseball provides drama beyond words, especially those great late-inning moments. Uh, what is it about today's game that Bob Nightingale still loves and then I'll ask you about today's game, about something maybe you'd tweak. But what is it about today's game, the way it's played, that you love? Well, it's changed a lot. There's a lot of things I'm not crazy about. Uh, you know, it's still a, a still fun game, uh, a, a pure game. Uh, but you know, the analytics and stuff have, have changed things. A lot of a lot of a lot of uh, you know things aren't the way we're used to it. A lot of the former players don't don't like the game the way it is today. So uh, it's different, but still, it's still baseball. If you if you could tweak it, then so we sit down. Hey, Bob, I'd like a couple of suggestions. How would you tweak it? Well, I'd like to see more uh, emphasis on the uh, starting pitching. You yeah, know? I'm with you. Yeah, and uh, instead of just all this bullpen Did stuff. I get the yeah, hmm? see, I'm with you. I'd like to see more emphasis on starting pitching because, and and I'm a big believer that if the guy has it on a given night and they can't hit you, there's a reason. 
<laughs> because he's that good. And, and I, I, I'm sorry, I still want to hit the ball to the right side and move over to the third. I still want to go hit and run. Those are still things I still love about the game. I don't know about you. Yeah, you start to see a marquee pitching matchup and not, you know, a one bullpen game against the bullpen game. So we miss that. People get excited about great pitching matchups. A lot of times we're missing that. Bob, how would you change the length of game? What suggestions would you give to the length of games? Because in 2011, I'll give you the, so give the fans an example. I'm not telling you. 2011, when the Rangers played the Tigers, the two nine-inning games that they had the earliest were 307 and 308. When the Red Sox played the Astros, the time of their their nine-inning games, the first two were 407 and 408. That's an hour extra. What do you think length of games is doing to perception, and what would you change, if anything, to, to get the length of games down to something that seems more reasonable? Well, I think in the uh, I, th- I think what they want to do is a pitch clock, uh, a pitch clock will change a lot of things. I think that will speed up the game. But I tell you what, Steve, I mean, uh, it's come the Giants and Dodgers NLCS. There was a you know, one night it was four hours and it felt like two hours. If there's enough action going on, uh, I don't think it matters. You know, last night was uh, I think about a 35-minute first inning, but at least there was action involved, so it was actually entertaining. And you weren't looking at your watch and oh my God, how long is this game going to go? You know, see, that's a great point. That, I completely agree with that point. If there's action, it doesn't matter about length. Right at all, I completely agree with that because now you've got people engaged with what's going on because something's happening. Yeah, I mean those, those games that started there were going along too, and nobody cared because there's so much action. Uh, as long as you have stuff going on the base pass, guys trying to steal bases. And you know what people are so sick of is just the whole home run strikeout walk. Uh, that gets tiring. That gets boring. Uh, you want to see action on the base pass. You want to see guys put the ball in play. And that's why, particularly the Astros, fun team to watch because they put that ball in play. Uh, they don't strike out like a lot of teams. Exactly. It is a series that has a guy like Freddie Freeman. It's a series that has Correa, Altuve, Bregman. Is there an under-the-radar guy in this series that America should take a long look at and say, you know, that's part of the future of the game. Is there a guy in this series like that? Yeah, the third baseman for Atlanta, Austin Riley. Yep. Keep an eye on this kid. This kid. I mean, he came, you know, they're ready to give up on him. They've talked about trading this guy. Uh, he plays gold glove defense now. You know, Ron Washington helping him out. Uh, hit, you know, over 30 home runs, dropping 100. He's got a chance to be a, a real superstar, a uh, perennial all star, and a, and a perennial MVP candidate. So this guy, uh, you know, this guy's got you know, lofty uh, potential. Uh, you know, I can see him hitting, you know, 35 home runs, uh, 110 ribbies, year after year after year. Bob, an absolute pleasure. I know it's a busy time. Thank you so much for giving us part of that time. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks, Steve.